0: You're listening to Head Table Talk, and I'm your host, Meredith. Every week, I sit down with a wedding industry professional and we chat the ins, outs, and in betweens of the wedding industry. So please join us at the Head Table and prepare your toasts. Hello, Head Table Talkers. We are back. My wedding season has officially started. I kicked off last weekend with a beautiful Friday wedding. The trees were blooming. I have another wedding this weekend. I am so excited to get back in the swing of things in wedding season. Obviously, I love weddings and it's just so great to, I don't know, I feel like that Kylie Jenner... Uh, like meme or tiktok sound where it's like i'm getting my personality back (laughs) that's how i feel during wedding season okay so i have a couple ask meredith anything questions we're gonna start off with favorite fashion trend right now Mm. you know i've really been focusing this year on getting like a capsule wardrobe so more like Universal pieces that are always going to be in fashion that you can just kind of style around But you know, like kind of current trendy things that i'm really loving i'm really digging this like coastal grandmother thing That's going around right now um, if you don't know what that is just basically picture like Diane keaton in the father of the bride movies just very like You know 90s late mother kind of vibe. You know, you're going out to the seaside and your linen matching set with your little hat. um, Just very, yeah, coastal grandmother vibes. Loving that right now. Okay, second question. Favorite venue? It's so hard for me to pick one because I love so many venues, but I think I really have been digging Pinewood a lot. Pinewood in... Um, Asante, Minnesota. It just has the beautiful pine trees. It has a gorgeous inside and outside ceremony space. Um, The venue was built by wedding photographers, so they were very intentional in all of their spaces. So like the bridal getting ready room has beautiful, beautiful light. The groom's room is more than just like a dark cave hole. Um, there's so many great spaces there and they even have a room for vendors to hang out on the wedding day, which is like so nice. If you're a wedding vendor, you know, sometimes on a wedding day, you just kind of want to get away and not have to be, you know, like on and just having a room where it's just for vendors and you can kind of relax for a little bit during rest period is just something that can be overlooked. And it's so great that they have that there. So i Yeah, I really, really have loved Pinewood. Okay, we have a fantastic interview today with Madison. She is a videographer with some of the most beautiful and authentic wedding videos out there and I can't wait to like meet this girl in person someday and eventually hopefully get to work with her. So we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and then we will be right back. Head Table Talk is sponsored by Hinterland Music Festival. Hinterland Music Festival is four days of music curated for all who love both music and the outdoors in a beautiful rural escape just outside of Des Moines, Iowa. The festival features music, camping, arts and crafts, family engagement, food trucks, and more. Taking place this year, August 4th through the 7th with a lineup you won't want to miss. Some bands I'm personally looking forward to are Glass Animals, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Billy Strings, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, Phoebe Bridgers, Muna, Jenny Lewis, Goth Babe, Petey, There's so many good ones this year. Head to hinterlandiowa.com for details, safety guidelines, festival tickets, camping passes, and more. And stay tuned to our Instagram for ticket giveaways. See you at hinterland. On this week's episode, we have Madison of Madison Lynn Videography. Madison is a wedding videographer, creator, storyteller, and lover. She strives to capture more than just the big moments of people's lives, but the whole feeling, vibe, and authenticity that goes along with it. Her videos really make you feel all the feels over and over again with films that speak to you, your passion, your energy, your raw emotions. Welcome to the Head Table, Madison so cute. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here too. So I gave the listeners a very brief introduction about who you are. Can you tell them in your own words, kind of who you are, what you do and how you got started in the wedding industry?
1: I am a wedding videographer. Like you said, I'm based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but have traveled everywhere out of state, out of country to film weddings. And I kind of started doing it just for fun for people's weddings that I knew while I was um, in undergrad, and it just kind of took off from there. Now I do it full time. That's so
0: fun. What did you study in
1: undergrad? So beginning going in to be a teacher. And then Mm. I actually ended up going on to grad school um, kind of in the first few years of doing my business a little bit more full-time um, for everything completely unrelated to wedding videography or creativity in general. So I've got two degrees that um, are not related to videography. Oh my gosh,
0: that's awesome though. Two degrees yeah. hotter. Is that what they yes.
1: say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to have you on here. Your videos are truly beautiful. They are just, like you said, so authentic and some like interesting things that I've never seen before in wedding films, which I feel like can be hard, you know? Yeah, for sure. I love them. So do you remember like your first wedding? Tell us how that was like compared to like where you're at now.
1: (laughs) It's so funny to think about because when people ask me how I got started or if they're wanting to start, like how they can start, I... just kind of like taken aback because I think like why was I ever that confident to just start filming I had Mm -hmm. literally no experience I was always creative growing up and with my English degree I loved storytelling and I could always picture things Um, I grew up also doing dance and I feel like that has a really big element Mm -hmm. in hearing music and hearing a story and being able to portray that with like action as well and So I think just all of those things tied together for some reason pulled me to watch a wedding video and think, oh my gosh, I feel like I could do that. And I feel like I would really like it. And so from there, it just kind of grew and grew. And so I don't even really know why, like I said, why I had the confidence to start, but I did. And so that first wedding, um, I think that people found me on Facebook, like I had no connection mm. to them. I had just kind of posted like, hi, I'm going to start filming weddings if anyone right. wants me to. And, um, it was so weird thinking now all of the kind of procedures I have in place to like talk to my couple ahead of time, mm. plan a timeline with them, like talk to the photographer. And I'm pretty sure for that wedding, I, barely even had a timeline we just like said (laughs) okay I'll show up at this time and I stayed like all day like I'm pretty sure I was there like it was like an insane amount of hours (laughs) and I just had this tiny little like canon rebel camera that I was filming on um Mm. but I had so much fun and like the energy from the day I just left and I was like okay I loved that and i thought I did great at the time you know it's mm-hmm. crazy how fast things change but looking back on my films now I'm still like have some pride in it where I'm like okay it wasn't that terrible right. and I can remember how happy I was filming it mm-hmm. and being there with the couple and so I guess it didn't slow down from there but yeah that first wedding now thinking about it I'm just like I was so unprepared but it still went well so I guess that's yeah that's a good thing <laughs>
0: I've, I always tell people like after you do your first wedding, you either know if it's for you or if it's not for you because for it's sure. just, it clicks, right? You either love it or mm-hmm. you absolutely don't ever want to do it again. So yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely such a niche industry to work in for sure. So you said that you had like an English degree you wanted to be a teacher. So you just kind of
1: stumbled into wedding photography full time then? <sighs> Yeah. So um, I started filming those like few weddings during my undergrad. Um, I seriously started because I watched a YouTube like wedding video and I would just get like sucked in watching them. And mm-hmm. I love the storytelling aspect of it. And I watched it and I was like, I feel like I could do this. It was like a girl that posted it that was my age. She was filming weddings. And I was like, okay, if she can do this, I just, I don't know why I'm so drawn to it, but I feel like I can. And so then I graduated, um, applied for grad school because at that point I was thinking, oh, I'm still going to do it on the side. Like I had this other passion for um, working in the college age realm. So that's what I went to grad school for. And so they're very, very different, but I loved the event space in Mm -hmm. um, like the college world. So that's kind of the direction that i was going with my grad degree. Still the same vibe as kind of a wedding right. day which is indus- which is like pretty interesting because there's like high energy, there's like problem solving, you're around mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's an exciting day like um, students visiting college for the first time, people getting married. Like it has the same energy. Right. Even though, like they're both they're both like a transition from one stage of life to another. So, it was kind of interesting as a like both of those things were growing for me. You know, I was in grad school at the same time where my business was like blowing up. Like I was turning down so many people for weddings and mm-hmm. so then my grad degree was just 2 years. And so the last like semester I was kind of thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Like I was applying for grad school jobs, but then I was fully booked for a year oh. out for weddings. And there was just so many similarities in some sense, but so many differences with like the creative aspects and how my life would be, whether I would be mm-hmm. working from home or uh, on a university campus. And so there's a lot of pros and cons on what I was going to do, but I decided to go full-time into wedding videography and I have zero regrets. Yeah.
0: I'm so happy.
1: Um, it's I, been great. I... That's awesome. I always tell people
0: that like, I love being able to like work from home and stuff because I can go to Lowe's on like a Tuesday afternoon and there's like no one there. And then I go to like yeah. a Costco on a Saturday. I'm like, this is what real people have to deal with. <laughs> exactly. It's so convenient. So you kind of talked about like, you know, the energy of a wedding day and how there's a lot of things that go into it besides just like videography. You said like problem solving. What do you do to like stay calm under pressure on a wedding day?
1: I feel like I, with how many I've done now, I don't get those like Mm -hmm. pre-wedding nerves that you kind of expect, I guess. And I also feel like I'm at a place where I'm pretty selective with the couples that I work with. That's awesome. And so going into that, I know that I'm working with people that I trust that are going Mm -hmm. to make the day focused and about them. And we've had so many conversations leading up that we can kind of prepare for what's going to happen. You know, we built the timeline together. We've talked through it multiple times and we know what our priorities are for the day. And so by taking so much time investing in my couples, just as much as they're investing in me, I can really, really, really get to know them and know what their personalities are like. And I feel like if you know them and how to focus Mm -hmm. their energy, then that will happen for you in the long run as well. I have like so many things I want to talk with
0: you about (laughs) right now. This is awesome. Okay. So what you were just saying about like how getting to know your clients and getting to know like how they react or how they might handle stress, I feel like is, it's like such a game changer. I had a bride who she was like very nervous. Right. And like, I knew she was nervous for the day so just having so we usually shoot with two photographers so instead I just did it myself that morning because she knew me we had done meetings together she was confident in myself so I feel like you know easing her into the day with the photography things really helped alleviate her stress so being able to like talk with your clients and get to know them is so valuable right
1: for sure and that's a really good point too just talking about having two people or two cameras in a room, how you usually work with two photographers. Mm-hmm. That's me on every wedding day, basically, right. because if they have a videographer, they most likely have a photographer. So that's right. always a conversation I have up front too, because that can be different for people because mm-hmm. they're more used to having their picture taken, but they're not as right. used to being filmed or having, it's like paparazzi. <laughs> exactly. And so that's been something that, um, I always have a conversation about as well, especially as I'm getting to know the couples and if I can tell that they have kind of that added right. mentality that they're thinking about it a little extra just so that they're a little bit more aware of it. Um, and having the conversation that if they find me first, then finding a photographer that I know I work well with right. and that I can kind of help match with, up with them. And, and on the flip side of that, I've worked with enough photographers now that, I get recommended by photographers and knowing that it's a good team because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why a lot of people when they're planning their weddings don't necessarily think about like they think about everything so individually right and rather than thinking oh I'm spending my entire day with the photographer and videographer most likely like those are gonna be the two people I'm around really it really is (laughs) like your future spouse yeah because that's, they're just there with you all day. And so when I'm talking to couples about booking with me or choosing to photographer or other vendors, that's the number one thing I tell them because I'm like, you mm-hmm. want them to be your like best friends like you have right. to love their personality you have to love their style of how they work or how they're going to prompt you or joke with you or handle the stress of the day like if they know you well enough to be able to do that it's so much better having people that work together as a team or have worked together or know that they can work together i guess right. if they haven't yet Instead of just thinking about vendors so individually, I guess. That's one thing that like I preach like crazy on this Mm -hmm. podcast
0: is that, you know, like, you know, videographer, DJ, wedding planner, venue coordinator. Yes, we are all our own separate entities in our own separate businesses. But the better that we work together, the better it looks to couples and potential clients. And it all just serves us so well. So not being selfish, you know, with your time and your scheduling, I think is something that is so important as a photographer, what are some things that I can do as a photographer to help out a videographer on the day of?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I think the biggest thing is just always like one, I love when people want to like build a friendship with me because Mm -hmm. then I feel like I am welcomed into the space because a lot of times I like, especially at the beginning or in the first like year when I was like more of a business I would show up at a wedding and the photographer would have such a negative mindset about working Mm -hmm. with a videographer because they had one bad experience and then they think that all videographers are going to like take over the whole day and so I always come into the wedding space and hopefully I've had a conversation with the photographer before the day but um, just trying to like create that like friendship base so that we can both feel like we can be creative in the space together Mm -hmm. and share our ideas and be on the same page with things. And so I think starting that basis, like welcoming the videographer in and being like, oh, do you have any ideas for this? Do you have any ideas for this? And then kind of creating that flow that you can stand by side by side together and get the same shots at the same time and not add any more stress to the couple or your own like workload. And then um, just staying in communication for what you need, because I know I feel like I'm always trying to be ahead of that because I've heard Mm. so many people have bad experiences where the videographer cuts them off in the ceremony and like stands in front of them the whole Mm. time or has their camera in a bad spot or things like that, that can totally, totally be prevented if the the photographer and videographer would have just had a conversation with right. it, like before the ceremony, Setting like, this is, where I'm gonna be. is this okay? Exactly. And so I think just going into it and not closing off anything, but always talking through your process because everyone works differently mm-hmm. as well for where they like to stand and things like that. So I think those are the two biggest things for me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I know We've worked with some videographers where it's just like, it can be frustrating, you know, like we're doing all this posing and stuff and, you know, they might not ever come in and give their own ideas. So it kind of just feels like, you know, they're just stealing our work and getting to run away with it. Yeah. So love working with videographers who are, you know, just as creative and come in with their own ideas. And, you know, we always give the floor for that. So the more, the
1: better, you You, know, you want, well, I guess I want to feel like I'm adding to the space and helping your job be easier because Mm -hmm. I always have another person. You know, I usually, well, I shouldn't say never, but I don't think I will ever show up to a wedding and there won't be a photographer. Like I think there will always be a photographer and a videographer. Whereas you guys, you shoot plenty of weddings where there may not be a videographer. Mm -hmm. And so you're used to doing it on your own, but having someone to add to that just makes it so much easier and then it's it's not all on you and it's more fun yeah it's so nice because like
0: you get to you know work with someone else who is creative and has the same end goal in mind so being able to like have a sounding board of like you know should we go here what do you think of this pose or how should we utilize this time it's just having like a little extra buddy on the day is just always so fun exactly So, okay. You talked a little bit about like getting to know your clients beforehand. How many times do you usually like meet with your clients before a wedding day? And then you say you kind of help with scheduling. You kind of do it all right.
1: So in the past, I guess for this incoming season, I've really upped my game in this area. One, because I'm completely full-time now. So I can put so Mm -hmm. much more energy into having more conversations. Um, but I, love to get on a call right away. So, mm-hmm. as soon as I get an inquiry, I um let them know if I'm available or not first of all for their date and then have them set up a FaceTime or a Zoom with me so that we can see each other face to face, we can get all the mm-hmm. energy, make sure we're a good fit and then I talk through like what they imagine their wedding day to feel like and look like and what they picture for their life together. And even their video, like what I have, like the chills talking about this, um, (laughs) what they imagine, like their emotions being like on the day of, and then I can kind of get a good grasp on if that's something that I match up with and that I can Mm -hmm. provide for them. And so then after that call, if they decide to book with me, um, I open up the floor for them to text, call, FaceTime me whenever they have questions. So whether it's just a little thing like, oh, I'm thinking about having like this sign, do you know a place I can get it? Whether it's planning or vendors or timeline assistance, things like that. Um, but then our next kind of like big calls happen the months leading up. So I send check-ins at like a year out to see if there's anything I can help them with, um, six months, three months. And then from three months on, we're pretty much talking like on a weekly basis, just little things that they have questions Mm -hmm. or I text them like the week of happy wedding week, you know, send me your favorite picture of the two of you so I can post it things like that that just like make them feel like we're friends and I'm not just going to show up on the day of and be like hi nice to meet you um but then I do like a final big call with them within the month of their wedding whenever they feel comfortable that we sit down and it's usually over an hour call and we talk through the timeline like detail by detail to really figure out what their priorities are for the day where they want me, what they want from me, all of those things. And then if there's any like fun, special details, like sparklers or, Mm -hmm. um, a crazy first dance surprise or things like that, so that I am prepared for everything. And, um, before that call, I also send them a questionnaire that has a lot of like fun details. Like, what do you value most in your relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, what are you most looking forward to on your wedding day? Just moment wise, and then also the small interaction. So, is there anything really specific? Like, right, maybe your best friend from out of town is going to be there and you haven't seen her in years, and you're really excited to see, like, for that interaction in between you guys, or Mm -hmm. something about your grandparents, like, um, you're really excited for your grandparents to your grandma to help you put your earrings on, or anything little like that, just things that I wouldn't know going into the day. um i love that so much one thing that
0: i've really been focusing on for the last you know year and a half or so is obviously a wedding day is about the couple the bride and groom their relationship but really capturing those like Secondary relationships to, you know, the bride with her mom, the bride with her dad, you know, friends because, like, how often do people have a photographer around when all these people are around? You know, there's so many other different relationships that go into a wedding day, and being able to capture the authenticity of all of those, I think, is something that can be overlooked at times.
1: And it's all about the intentionality behind it as Mm -hmm. well. Because if I know something ahead of time that I can keep my eye out the entire day then it's not like I'm just randomly capturing a moment it's like okay this is something that will make their day if they then in 10 years have this video of their grandma like with Mm -hmm. them that actually has audio and movement and emotion like all tied together that will just be like a game changer for their life potentially that they'll get to have that moment forever and so just being a little bit more prepared and in going into those situations, knowing that these are the key values in their life in what makes them them, what is like built their relationship and all of those things. So speaking of game
0: changers, you kind of added a little bit of a game changer to your toolkit this year. You've started adding in like film, like actual film into your videos. Actual Can you tell me about that? video
1: film. Yeah. So I love all things like that. I've had like an actual film, um, like photography camera for a few years that I take on like family vacation, stuff like that. Um, And then I've been wanting a Super 8 camera Mm -hmm. for years, but haven't like really pulled the trigger. But now that it's becoming a little bit more accessible for buying the actual film and getting Mm -hmm. it processed, um, I went for it this year. And so I've, in my first few weddings that I've already had for the 2022 season, um, I haven't got any developed yet because I'm still finishing my first role. Mm-hmm. And I am just like, so excited. I've been trying to like shoot with it as much as I can so I can get mm-hmm. it developed and actually see it. And I'm really excited. I, it's a little bit different because um, some people don't even realize like what it is, I guess. And I feel like it's not as popular in the Midwest. So I'm kind of excited to bring that here and I guess just have a little bit of a different, um, style to add in to my wedding videos. So I love it. When you sent me those pictures, I was like, that's a super eight. That's so cool. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's so representative of like my aesthetic and who I am. And And so I'm also getting married this year. And so that was another big thing that I was like, I really want some super eight for me to capture like myself on my wedding day. Like I want to like carry it around and like film the little details, like my dress in the morning or like my girls getting ready with me. And so I feel like that's a way I can be involved in like my wedding Mm. filming process, but I don't have to feel like I'm working or stepping over. Yeah. Yeah, so right. I'm really excited about that and just kind of tying it in. And so then I feel like since it's so representative of me, that it'll really keep pulling in more of my kind of unique Ideal client. video style. Yeah, and um, make it a little bit more personal. Speaking of you, uh, just a little bit different.
0: Speaking of you getting married this year, I've been looking at your ring this whole time. Is it a double stone? <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that style. It's gorgeous.
1: I am too. I was literally shocked when I got it. So yeah. How has it been
0: like planning your own wedding while working in the wedding industry?
1: It's been really positive for the most part. Sometimes I feel like I know too much. Right. Um, when I was at the beginning, it was nice because I knew like what vendors I kind of wanted to work with. I knew what I needed to get done and Mm -hmm. kind of wasn't thrown off because I feel like when you're going into planning a wedding, that's always people's hardest thing where they're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know anyone. I don't know what I want. And so since I've been so involved in the industry, I feel like I kind of got to skip all of those like initial Mm -hmm. like um, hiccups or pressures because I kind of just eased into it. But then it comes to the point where like, I have already planned my timelines and I'm like three months out and I have like every single detail. And I'm like, I just wish I knew a little bit less where I wasn't like, oh, I need to have this and this and this and this. And I just keep like adding and being too detailed at some point. No, I totally get
0: it. I got married last year after working in the industry for six years. And it is different when you know so much about weddings because like, you know, obviously your wedding day is going to be magical. It's going to be the best day ever, but it's also like, you've seen all those behind the scene moments before, you know?
1: Yeah. And so I, one thing I've been trying to do, and this might seem a little silly, but um, yeah. I heard someone talking about it on TikTok, and I am such a like daydreamer. Like mm. I feel like it comes with being creative that I always mm. like imagine moments kind of before they mm-hmm. happen. And So what I've been trying to do is kind of like center and picture Mm. moments happening on the flip side of things and trying to, I don't know if this is going to make sense, trying to think about how I'm going to be feeling and my emotions with that moment so that when I'm in the moment, I'm feeling Mm. more intentional and like centered to it. Because my worry is that once I'm in it, I'll be thinking as I do when I'm working And I'll be like, Oh, like, is the photographer in this position? Like, are they have a good angle? Like, and I'll be too in my head. And I don't want to be thinking about any of that. So I've been trying to be intentional beforehand so that I can kind of process it. And so one little little piece, one little
0: piece of advice. I don't remember who told me this, but we did it on our wedding day. When you're sitting at, your reception. Like as soon as you and your then husband sit down, don't take a bite of food. You know, people might clink their glasses, but just stop and literally look around the room at every table. And just like both you and your husband together, just like take in that moment of everybody is there to celebrate you because it can be so easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of a wedding day, but just taking that moment with everybody laid out in front of you together to just like feel appreciative of it. And so blessed, I think is something I remember that the most from my day, honestly.
1: I love that. I know. I'm hoping I'll get a lot of moments like that. Mm -hmm. I want to do that during the ceremony. I love when people have, um, the couple like look around or just like involve your guests Mm -hmm. a little bit more in those moments. So I'm hoping I'll be a little bit more centered. Okay. So back to the
0: working on the wedding side of things. Do you have any wedding day rituals that like you do
1: every day, you have a wedding, like either beforehand during or after? Uh, so the morning of depending on how far my drive is I typically I feel like this is very cliche like every photographer or videographer does this but I stop and get like a special coffee Mm -hmm. I'm a big Duncan girl yeah Um, so I always stop and get like a Duncan iced coffee or cold brew or something um and then on the way to the wedding, I like to turn on the playlist that I've curated for my couples that might be, like, songs that I'm going to use in their films. And I, like, listen to those and, like, picture the day. And you can tell I'm a pretty big, like, mindset person, I feel like. I like to kind of go through and... Um, imagine all the different songs and what I think will fit best and picture the couple with them. Like while I'm going into their wedding day, those are kind of my two biggest things. Um, then on the way home, I usually listen to a podcast and kind of like zone out and decompress for the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, this has been awesome and been so great to get to know you. Where can our listeners find you at online?
1: My um, actual website is just Madison Lynn videography.com. And my name is a little tricky. It's Madison spelled E-N. So I feel like that always trips people up when they're looking for me. Um, but then all of the rest of my platforms are pretty much the same. Instagram is Madison Lynn underscore videography. And um same for YouTube and TikTok. You can find me there too.
0: TikTok. Oh yes, everybody's getting into TikTok. so at the end of every episode we toast to something in the last week that has either made us laugh brought us joy just a funny moment so I'm gonna go first and then I'll have you go if that's okay so this week I am toasting to none other than the one Mr. Harry Styles (laughs) I'm a big Harry fan his album came out I got it on vinyl I've been listening to it on repeat it's amazing I just I'm obsessed (laughs) how about you? What are you going to toast to?
1: My toast is going to be to Pilates. I recently started going to Pilates and I feel like it has been the biggest game changer for me to get out of the house while I'm editing Mm -hmm. and take a little break. And it's such an energy booster. Um, And the people there are so funny. I'm like the youngest one by like 20 years and it's just like the best vibes. And so I get to like leave my little editing cave for a little bit, come back and be all creative and rejuvenated. So
0: cheers to Pilates. I (laughs) love that so much. Kind of going back to what I was talking about, like being able to work from home and going like, you know, grocery shopping at like two o'clock in the afternoon. It's always either like the stay at home moms or like the retired people who are always out there at the same time.
1: I always think whenever I show up to class because I go at like whatever time I just pick whatever Mm -hmm. class I want to go to, and I'm like, I wonder what they think that I like do if I'm just like married, rich, or something, and (laughs) I just go to Pilates like whenever I want. They have no idea my story or anything, but yeah, Real Housewives of
0: Cedar Rapids.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh, Madison, this has been so fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I can't wait for everybody to hear this
1: inviting me. This was so fun. Yes. Thank you,
0: listeners. We will be back next week with another great guest. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye.